hey folks, Damon D here. Welcome to the Under Review Show. Happy Friday. We're heading into a big, fancy schmancy conference championship weekend. Our Tuesday episode of the aftermath episode of the Under Review Show with me and Eric Rosenthal was a fantastic one. I suggest you go there now and find out what we teased together. Sorry, what we parlayed together for this weekend's matchups. Uh, currently, your odds sit at, uh, you know, the uh, the Tennessee Titans, still 7.5-point underdogs facing the Chiefs, and the Packers, 7.5-point underdogs at the Niners. Uh, we got some totals fun in there. Uh, go check it out. Of course, uh, if you're listening to this, you're probably on some sort of uh, podcast aggregator. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, podcasts, at underreviewshow.com, at uh, Podcast One. We're on Podcast One, too. Go listen to us there if you want. Always subscribe, though. It's the best way to get this information in your inbox in the quickest way. Today, we need to talk about UFC, because we have a UFC happening this weekend. And not just any UFC, you know? Because, I mean, UFCs happen all the time, right? Basically, like, four days a week, I think there's a UFC going on. This is UFC 246, and it is the return of Conor McGregor. Mr. McGregor is back in the the octagon, taking on Cowboy Donald Cerrone here. Uh, and we're going to talk a bit about how you are going to bet on UFC 246. We're going to go over our main card events, um, and it's going to be delightful. Uh, there are four fights that we're going to talk about. Uh, obviously, Cerrone McGregor, uh, Raquel Pennington versus Holly Holm. Maurice Green versus Alexi Olenek, and then Anthony Showtime Pettis, Pettis, not Pettis, versus Diego uh, Ferreira. Uh, yeah, there's a little slip of the tongue there, but uh, Anthony Pettis is like one of my favorite guys. I, I really felt that, uh, that Anthony Pettis was going to have a bigger, better career than this. Um, maybe I, you know, oh, shoot, maybe, maybe it was just me, the hype from the 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 Showtime kick, maybe that got me. I think it got a lot of people, but I really did. But in following these these matches and following careers for so damn long, um, I really feel like, damn, you know what, man? Like it, when he came out of WEC, he he was a, he was a stud, and uh, and I really thought that he had he had one heck of a career. I mean, he he came into the UFC. Um, I mean, shoot, I think I think he had a, a loss, one loss on his entire career. Um, and since then, though, I mean, in in the UFC, in the last, I'm going to say, four years, three or four years, um, you know, he's got six, seven losses all, all, already in the UFC. Uh, a couple of, you know, stoppages, right? He got submitted by Poirier. Um, he, got, he got TKO'd. What do you get? T- uh, Tony Ferguson TKO'd him. I think that was him. But yeah, um... Lost a bunch of decisions early, like like just split decisions and stuff. But then now he's getting, he's getting put out uh, a couple of times. So uh, yeah, d- definitely had his uh, had him wrong. But I felt I felt like he was going to be like a super duper star. I think the UFC did as well. Think that he was going to be the super duper star of the world. But unfortunately, um, like I mean, he was on a Wheaties box, right? I guess I guess yeah. I'm not the only one that sat around thinking that uh, that that he was going to be some sort of like super duper next guy on the block, right? Everybody put their, uh, put their chips in thinking that, uh, <laughs> thinking that he was going to be, and guess what? He just hasn't been the same guy, um, for like, I don't know. Yeah. For, for, for three, four years 
Now, now he's going up against uh, Diego Ferreira. Odds currently uh, on that um, on that fight right now is uh, Ferreira is a, a big favorite, minus two fifty. I don't know if you're listening to this and you don't bet on um, on MMA quite a bit. Uh, that is a big line. That is a big line. But I mean, uh, uh, Diego Ferreira deserves it. He's sixteen to two, I believe. Got two losses. Um, I guess they've relegated Pettis to being a gatekeeper, and a lot of people go down that way. You know, you you know when you're like you're good, but you're not elite, and that's what happens. Is you uh, you you land in that gatekeeper role, and if somebody beats you, they get to go play with the big dogs, and uh, you just stand there and do your thing. And it's very rare that we have a gatekeeper come back and become a, a real title challenger. Now, um, Ferrer, for his part, I mean, these guys do share a, a loss on their career. Because uh, Farah lost to uh, to Poirier, um, to Dustin Poirier as well. So uh, so there's that kind of there's a line there. There's a story arc that we can talk about in there. But other than that, um, kids like on a, like a massive win streak, four or five um, fights in a row, five fights in a row, and uh, you know he's beat some dudes, beat some pretty pretty tough guys. So um, other than other than missing weight, um, in uh, who's he? Kavalov. He was fighting. He fight. He fought Kabalov. Um, no one heard about it, or you, it, it wasn't like a big deal because it was a fight night, um, you know, almost a year ago now, I think. Yeah, it was like Super Bowl. No, it wasn't Super Bowl weekend. But it was in January, February. He missed weight on a fight night um, card. And so uh, it was a, it was like a catch weight, a 157 catch weight for him. I, needless to say, the only blemishes really that are of note are that, which is weird. And then, um, of course, uh, losing to Poirier. But right now, Anthony Pettis is sitting at plus 210. Tegra Ferreira being groomed to be the next guy. Um, you know, he's a he's a fantastic... His, his style, his jiu-jitsu style is insane. He's... I don't think he's won a gold at the jiu-jitsu championship, the world jiu-jitsu championships, but he's like, he shows well every time he goes there. Um, yeah, he... More of a boxing grappler guy, though. Uh, big judo dude. And then you've obviously got this fantastic style um, matchup with Anthony Pettis, who's going to be flying around all over the place, uh, trying to, you know, trying to be do his thing. Uh, so it's going to make for a great matchup. I think it's going to be simple one to handicap. It goes one of two ways, right? Stays up, advantage Pettis, goes down, advantage Fair. Um, going to go down. That's all there is to it. That's literally what's going to happen here in my uh, in my humble. Not so humble opinion. I'm not humble. What am I talking about? Um, this uh, good lightweight matchup, but uh, this is going to be a situation um, where a third degree black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu is going to grab grab hold of uh, of Anthony Pettis. He's going to chase him down, pull him down, and uh, that's what we're going to see. So um, if if I'm a bet man, that's a bit too rich of a line for me to really get a lot of money in on at minus two fifty. It really is. Um, so I'm probably not going to do that, but if you will, if you want to, um, that for me is the bet of that matchup, Pettis Farah. Okay, let's talk Murray Screen and uh, Alexi Olenek. Yeah, let's check out the big guys next. This next matchup is crazy. Okay, so what you've got is you've got Maurice Green at min- as a minus 127 favorite versus Alexi Olenek at plus 107. So they're really close. The line's bouncing around too, um, all over the place, but uh, uh, basically going to end up even. Here's the, the, what makes these things interesting. Interesting One um, one thing you have to talk about is, is age. 
Now, not that there's an age gap because Maurice Green's for 33, but Olenek is 42 years old. He is a grown-ass man who's still uh, fighting and doing this. So that's a pretty, pretty crazy uh, 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 number there. So you got a, you got a couple of like seasoned guys. You got one real seasoned guy, a guy that's like ready to be put out to pasture seasoned, and a guy that's been around the block a few times. But then we have to talk about another thing. Um, and let's just talk about um, the fight records, okay? Whereas uh, you have a 33-year-old with 11 professional mixed martial arts fights, which is not a lot for a 33-year-old fighter fighting in the UFC. A lot of these guys have 20 before they even make it to the UFC. Um, this guy's got 11 total, um, and that's in Murray screen. And then you got your 42-year-old man who said 71 mixed martial arts fights. Fought in Bellator, fought probably everywhere. Probably fought in a back alley, sorry, a bear in like a Russian gulag, I guess. But 71 fights on his record. Are you kidding me? 71 versus 11. Okay, here's, here's, here's another thing. Let's talk about um, styles. Both these styles are jujitsu guys. Um... So we have two jujitsu guys. We have um, between them, you know, eighty plus mixed martial arts fights on the line. Here, you got some old guys. You got you got fifty five year olds, fifty five years in in the cage of human um, combined. Oh, sorry, seventy five combined, forty two and thirty three years combined. And then here's the other great thing about it: you have um, a Russian guy who's a big dude. He's, you know, 6'2", 235 guy. Well, you know, he's going to be walking in the ring 250 pounds, maybe. Um, that's a big dude. That's a whole lot of guy to handle. Going against a six foot seven, like 265 guy who's probably going to be, like, even heavier when he when he gets in there. Um, absolutely crazy. But, you know, there's, those are four major factors of weirdness that we have to consider in this match. Uh, you know, it's a weird thing about it, too. Six foot seven guys got an 82 inch reach. You know what the six two guy has? An 80 inches. He only gives up two inches of reach with five inches of height. It's going to be really, they're weird, like crazy, like dude looking dudes in here. It's going to be friggin' awesome. Um, and it's a really tight line. This is a super tight line. Uh, across the board, if you're looking at uh, minus 127 versus plus 107, um, if I'm going to do anything here, which I probably am, I'm going after the veteran savvy of Alexei Olenek, 42 years old. I'm going after the old guy here at plus 107. I'm, I'm going to make a bit of money off of this, if it, it albeit not much. Um, I want to see this. I want to see this old Russian guy just go in there and just and just just show his man strength, his uh, his you know his dad bod and man strength. To roll in, he doesn't have a dad bod. Um, <laughs> to do some damage on Marie's screen, I think he doesn't give up a lot, and uh, we know this is going down, and he's gonna uh, grapple his face off. And I will put, you know, a forty-two-year-old guy with seventy-one fights of Brazilian jiu-jitsu ex experience uh, against a thirty-three-year-old with uh, with eleven fights, and uh, and he, I mean, if if I look at if you look at Green's record too, it's not like he's subbing everybody. Here he's only he's he's he only got eight wins out of those eleven fights. Um, he's been he's only had his, he's never I guess never been tapped out or anything. But he, uh, yeah, he he goes to decision. He goes to decision uh, a lot. He's he's lost two by decision. He's been knocked out once. Um, and he's won four times by decision. I'm gonna say a guy walling like rolling around with a 42 year old Russian man, 
with a billion hours of cage time, um, and you're 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 gonna go you're gonna play the jujitsu chess match with him. I'm going with the old Russian guy every time, and I'm gonna try to make some money off it. So there you have it. Um, let's talk Raquel Pennington and Holly Holm. This is gonna be the uh, <clears throat> sorry the second time these two have fought. Um, but the fight just keeps getting postponed and messed up and postponed. And then like they go fight other people and then like Pennington loses, you know, you lose a bunch of times in, yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know why this matters here, but maybe they're having a tough time trying to find out, uh, find opponents for Holly home. I don't know. Or maybe it was just like it, they inked it. They want to fight. Um, that's how it is. But there's also the fact that like, you know, Holly Holm is what two and five in her last seven fights, right? Um, decisions and then like a gnarly head kick punch combination from Amanda Nunez. Um, yeah, so and then that was her return down to bantamweight to go get a title. So Holly Holm, I guess maybe it's it's that that's what it's become. It's become like the search to get a fairly popular, pretty great. You know, decent fighter, uh, looked like she was the next coming when she destroyed Ronda Rousey, um, you know, and then moves to, to Featherweight, you know, loses to Chris Cyborg, and then now she's just sort of in this weird limbo area where Raquel Pennington, um, not, not a similar path, I mean... She's in her last, you know, seven matches. She's five and two, so that's a lot better. Um, and her her only loss also to Amanda Nunez, but I guess that doesn't really matter because Amanda Nunez is the goat right now. Um, but she, you know, she's now one and two in her last three, looking to revenge a split decision by the by the way against Holly Holm. Um, but at 10 and seven in her career, it's just a weird thing. It's like, they're just trying to find warm bodies to put in the ring. I get it. Holly Holmes got a little bit of a uh, bit, bit more quote clout, right? She's, she's got a little more, uh, a draw for the pay-per-view here, but, um, you know, currently Holly Holmes, a minus 140 favorite over Raquel Pennington at plus 120. <clears throat> it seems to me that, th- that, that original decision was, was probably the right one, even though it was a split. Holly Holm is the better, more experienced fighter. Raquel Pennington is hasn't she doesn't have a marquee win, you know, against a, a, a high end top opponent. I guess Misha Tate, but Misha Tate wasn't she beat Misha Tate years ago, and Misha Tate we kind of all knew that we all the the writing was on the wall kind of early on that she was just going to be pretty good and not a not a a monster, um, you know. So she hasn't in, in in you know recent memory she took well she took a lot of time off but. Um, didn't have a marquee win. I guess Holmes home will, but then it's a strange thing is where do you put home if she wins this? Does she get a shot? No, she doesn't get, I don't know what she does. I guess she's just going to float around featherweight for a little while. Anyways, this is a really tough one, but I'm taking the favorite in this one. I go, I go underdog with the old Russian, but I'm going to take the favorite, um, at Holly home at minus 140 against Raquel Pennington here. And then finally we have, uh, we have the big match, Donald Cerrone. Conor McGregor. McGregor, big favorite. Minus 337. Cerrone plus 277. You know, if if you don't say that uh, Donald Cerrone isn't one of your favorite uh, M- MMA fighters, then uh, you probably just don't know what you're talking about. He's got a lot of good things going for him. Most of which, though, what he really hangs his hat on is fighting all the time 
um, every day, forever, just fights everybody, doesn't wait, doesn't care, just does it. He's just that guy. He's just sort of got this old school mentality of just going in there. He might not be able to spell his own name when he's 50, um, but I guess, you know, he... This is just his, his M.O. And, and this, I'd say, you know, you look at this matchup, you go, why, why do they bother doing this? Why do they bother putting these two two in the ring together? Well, you know what it's doing? And uh, maybe this is a good thing for the UFC. Maybe it's a bad thing. Is like, hey, you've paid your dues. You might as well get paid a little bit. Now, granted, right now, the popularity level of Conor McGregor is not as high as it was at one point in time. He definitely isn't the draw that he was, but for a guy like Donald Cerrone, this is going to be by far the biggest paycheck that he has had in his entire career. He's going to make probably well over six figures for this, if not more, maybe even a cut of the pay-per-view. Um, it's going to be an absolute, you know, payday swan song for him. If he loses, he'll probably retire on the spot. Um, rightfully so. I mean, he's, when your records aren't like held the belt or like did all of this stuff, um, if it's just fought a ton, then uh, then that's probably um, not a good thing when you're going up against a guy like Conor McGregor. He's coming off two losses in a row, right? Two TKO losses, big loss. He's starting to lose, really lose big, big fights. In the last two, three years, um, his, his losses, last two, three years, he's had three TKO, like, beatdowns. Not good. Not a good place to be. So here you go. This is a fancy little take it away, swan song off into the sunset. We thank you for your service. You did great. Now take some retirement money and go start a gym somewhere and be a good dude uh, because he's not going to win this fight against Conor McGregor. Uh, he really isn't. He's one of the biggest lightweights I've ever seen in like real life. He just looks like he's a normal sized human. Guess what? Um, Conor McGregor is going to beat him up probably. He's just too quick. Um, and the problem with a guy like Donald Cerrone is he wants to stand in there and bang. Um, he loves it. He's not going to shy away from it. That's the worst thing that you can do against a, um, a more spry fighter like Conor McGregor. There's not a lot of analysis here. I think McGregor's just uh, going to be too quick. He's lightning too quick, too fast. Uh, it might go, I don't think it'd go five rounds, but it could go, it'll go longer than you think. Um, but he's going to get beat up. I'm saying doctor stoppage or TKO before the end of five. Not making any money off that, but I'm, that maybe that's the lesson here: is this don't bet on the underdog in this situation because it's just not worth your money. At my at minus three thirty seven, neither is Conor McGregor. Now, if you want to parlay a couple of things, I do like a McGregor home parlay, McGregor home Fiera parlay. You might make a bit of money off that um, on BetOnline.ag. I'd, I'd set it set it up there. That might actually be the only way to actually do it because right now, if you bet, you know, if you bet on. Uh, on just Conor McGregor to win this, <clears throat> those those numbers aren't. It's just not worth your time. The risk is is too bloody much um, for for you to uh, for you to waste your time on it. I mean, yeah, I get it. Go pick it. Um, you sound like a smart guy. You're not really that smart of a, of, of a guy or a girl if you manage to just you know pick Conor McGregor to win this. It's just not. It's, it's not, it, I mean, you're not a smart guy. I mean, but your hundred bucks, the problem is your hundred bucks is going to give you 30 bucks. And that's the point I'm trying to make is that don't do that. But if you want to go like home might be a bit risky, but who cares? You need one risky one in there to really make some money off of this. You're going to go, you're going to go Holly home, Connor McGregor and go Diego Fiera 
and then you're going to uh, parlay those together, right? So that's a hell of a, that's one heck of a heck of a bet there. You go, McGregor, I'm just doing the math here right now, okay, um, for you. And just at bet online right now, what that'll get you. You parlay those three fights together, your hundred bucks. Oh yeah, that's a nice one. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, you don't win 234 off of that. Two and a half times your bet at Bet Online right now. If you go McGregor, Holly Holm, and uh and Fiera on that. Yeah, let's take that back though. I'm gonna get rid of that home. The home one's a bit risky. So if you just do McGregor Fiera at a hundred bucks, uh it still wins you 84. That's the less risky version of it. But 234, if you think Holly Holm at 38 years old, it still has it in the tank to, to put those together. That is about as low risk as you're going to get on this card to make some actual money. The lowest risk bet is Conor McGregor, but the lowest um, risk bet to make money is going to be uh, McGregor and Fiera, which I'm placing right now to make 84 bucks. Bing, bang, bong. There you have it, folks. This is D. Of course, this is the Under Review Show. We're uh, we're here weekly. Um, we're going to have an Aftermath podcast on Tuesday about the AFC-NFC championships that are going on this weekend. And we'll recap what was UFC 246 and see how our bets did. Of course, you can find us on Podcast One, iTunes, Spotify, uh, underreviewshow.com. Uh, basically, anywhere um, there are podcasts, you will find us. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the fights and enjoy the football. Adios, muchachos.